Good morning. It is Monday, June 22nd, 7.45 a.m. I hope you all had a good week. I know I did. I'm glad that week is over, though, because um, it was also mostly a funky week. You know what I mean? I've got all these retrogrades happening. We have Venus in retrograde. Mercury in retrograde. I believe Jupiter's also in retrograde. Um, for those of you that don't believe, I wonder why you're even here. <laughs> why are you listening to this podcast, man? Um, but if you are here, you probably do believe in all that stuff. Or are at least open to to the possibility. So I think maybe that's part of why the the podcast isn't going off so well this morning because of Mercury, planetary confusion. Um, yeah, it's, this is like my fifth attempt. Anyway, yeah, it, it was really packed. I mean, the week was kind of kicked off with Taylor and Burke moving away to New York and I'm really bummed out about it because Taylor was one of my best friends and I still consider her to be one of my best friends. She was like a sister to me and I miss her really bad every day and that's just been so hard. You know, I I'm trying not to cry about it because I feel like I cry all the time and I'm just an emotional, (laughs) I'm a very emotional person, um, especially in the morning when I haven't had my coffee. Um, but yeah, I've cried a lot about it this week and I'll probably cry about that at some point today because just, I'm really grieving that loss right now. It's really not a good time to lose a friend. But I also have to remember that she's moving away and and she misses us all too. And then just, you know, compounded by like the psychological warfare that is happening. the lynchings, like the increased lynchings of these black men. And just all the years of black people being dehumanized and not listened to and disenfranchised and enslaved. Just it's been happening. It's been happening. And I feel a lot of frustration. It's great to see the murals. It's great to see Black Lives Matter painted on the street. It's great to see the Confederate statues torn down. Those are all good things, but it's not fixing racism. It's not ending racism. 
we're all infected and affected by this this scar on our nation. It's not just an embarrassment. It's evil. And seeing this empire crumble, I'm more than happy to participate in that. And I can't say it's an exciting time because that is not what I'm feeling. But it's it's a bloody time. It's a bloody time. And all the violence that, you know, was kept away from us was always there. And now it's for all, you know, everyone to see. And maybe one of the good things about this awful coronavirus epidemic is that it's forcing people to stop and think and to open their eyes and see what's happening. I think about all the times that I would like rush onto, you know, rush onto BART to go to Oakland and you know, all the homeless people I walked by and everyone's just trying to get through their day to get to the get to the thing they have to do. And now there's nothing to, there's no thing to get to. And that definitely causes a lot of existential meltdowns in the process. Um, I really do hope things build in momentum and continue to change. I, I like go through stages of, of being hopeful and then just completely losing hope. And I'm just like, this is not enough people. This is not enough. You know what I mean? This is not enough. And I think it's going to take a really, really long time. So there's all these weird fireworks going off in the neighborhood. And I never see actual like a fireworks display. I just hear the explosions. And last night they were going on at like one in the morning, super loud. And Amisha, the upstairs neighbor, she she tweeted a little bit about it because she couldn't see where it was, like who was doing it, who who was perpetrating it. But I feel it's someone who has a you know a license to obtain a ton of fireworks nightly this has been going on it seems like it's been going on for two weeks um and it's probably the police you know i definitely think they're the ones behind the lynchings just like they're a bunch of fucking pigs you know i'm really not here for this not all cops thing It's, I don't want to hear about why some, like, you know, one isolated incident of some, some cop who's like nice that like, 
helped an old lady cross the street or something, how he joined the police force just because he wanted to help people and make the world a better place. It's fucking bullshit. They're evil. We've got to dismantle the police system. Completely dismantle it. It's based in catching enslaved people. That's that's what that's how our policing system was formed and that was its original purpose and that has been its main purpose to this day. Definitely not telling you guys anything you haven't heard this week. So it's all it's been happening for hundreds of years. Uh, there were a few moments, a few, a few, you know, excursions here and there that brightened my week. On Wednesday, Zelda came for one hour and helped me with shipping. And she's really, really fast at it. So she saved me several hours and I'm really grateful for that. She's so sweet and... She's just a delight to be around, and we had fun catching up, and then she had to go to her other job where she manages a household in, I think, the Richmond District, but yeah, just having that one hour um, of catching up, and, you know, her efficiency is astounding, <laughs> so it was it was great. She's going to come back again this Wednesday. And then on Friday, Juneteenth, Kirsty and I went to Japantown and we walked there. We went to Nijia Market and bought lots of really delicious, yummy foods. And we ate our rice balls and rice bowls in like Peace Plaza. Then it got really cold, so we went to the other side of the street, which was warmer. And then we went to Soko Hardware and got pumice stones and I got some chopsticks and I got an old lady cart, which is now my Mercedes. And then we waited in line at Ben Kyoto to get some little uh, mochis, some fresh mochi. It's so good. The blueberry mochi is really, really good. That was my favorite one. Um, and then we took a car back and Kirsty had a celebration to go to in Oakland. And I was going to go to Civic Center, but it was kind of too late after I finished unpacking and everything. And I was pretty exhausted. So I just pretty much had a mellow night. Um, I started feeling really depressed um, when it was bedtime. I've just, I've been dealing with that lately and fighting it. It's been hard. Um, Lavinia like jumped on my stomach. It was like purring and telling me to snap out of it. So I listened and finally fell asleep. Um, but yeah, just grieving a lot right now. I think that's where the depression's coming from. Um, on Saturday, 
I did some more shipping and then met Mitz and Amisha at the Royal Cuckoo Horsey Bar Market thing right near Baobab and Beauty Bar, I think off the 19th. Sean was selling his delicious condiment concoctions. He has three different types, so I have all three of them now. And we caught up and Anne stopped by, Samantha stopped by, Donnell came by, Norbert came by for a bit. Um, and then we all hot-footed it over to the Mission Bar where they were having a happy hour. And as we were having our happy hour there, I had two Negronis um, and Bubba made some chili across the street like from mission bar is the walgreens and it's like one side of it's boarded up even though it's still open but like just in case looting but you know they were making a mural that had all the names or i mean not all the names but they had names of people of black people that have been killed by police recently and it was pretty astounding because, you know, just when you think that they're done writing all the names and, like, they filled up this entire wall and it said Rise in Power on it. I, I thought it was a very poignant tribute, but I'm also hoping that there will be murals that celebrate black lives and black joy as well. Um, it was very, very chilling and, and just deeply painful to see, to see it in writing all, all the names of black people who have been killed and, really fucks with my head really it's so wrong it's so evil I feel like we're living like in the handmaid's tale or something it's this this dystopia that is fucking with my head so bad and the thing is we've always lived in it we've always lived in it and those of you who say that you're not racist white people you say you're not racist and you do this and you've done that and we're all infected we're all infected with this with this disease of racism you know the the things that are are hidden from us and the things that we ignore and how we frivolously go on with our, with our, you know, happy, you know, American dream goals, lifestyle, brunches, etc. It's what, like, what is that? If that is not racism, what is that? You know, our privilege is just insulate it, insulates us 
from reality, you know, and, you know, sometimes I, you know, things that I, that I really take for granted, like, you know, I've got kind of wild hair sometimes and I will like put it in braids and then I'll put the braids up in a weird bun and I'm like, fuck it, I gotta go, you know, and it's, has kind of a rustic look to it. But I also think, what if I were a black woman and my hair was kind of messy? I wouldn't be allowed into to certain places because I, because, and I know firsthand because I've seen that. I've seen, I've seen black women being discriminated against if they're not, you know, completely like done up perfectly all the time, you know, not a hair out of place. If, if they're, if they're, you know, just trying to go to the grocery store or something and aren't all dressed up, I've seen them being treated differently where it's, you know, I have the privilege of wearing overalls and letting all my tattoos hang out and have like weird messy hair and I can still get good customer service, etc. You know what I mean? Those that is just one example of like a privilege that I live with every day that many fellow Americans are not able to live in. So that's just one little tiny thing. But for those who are denied that privilege, it makes it makes their life harder and less livable. So little things, little things like that, that we, that we take for granted, you know, um, I've been thinking about all those, all those things that they may seem like little things because we take them for granted, but they're also, they, they accumulate to, to something much larger and more sinister. So yeah, that's weighs heavy on me and I'm glad that people are having time to to reflect on the state of this nation and not be in denial anymore I really just want to leave Honestly, I've got some art projects on the, on all the burners (laughs) that I want to do, but my impulse as a workaholic is to push through and slog through. And I realized that my workaholism, I don't know if anyone can relate to this who's a fellow workaholic, but when you are a workaholic, it's just like any other addiction. You're working through because you don't want to deal with pain. You don't want to deal with shame. You don't want to you don't want to acknowledge your trauma. Work is satisfying. Tasks are can be rewarding when they have been completed and executed in in a satisfactory manner. And in some ways, it can relieve some of your pain. But it also 
when you're working and your work is your life, you're not dealing with other aspects of of your emotions or or trauma or things like that or racism frankly so I have been consciously taking more time off in the past couple weeks to deal with with those things to check my privilege and it's you know it's it's a challenge it's a challenge there's things that I've forgotten about and and neglected in service to work you know so we'll see what happens next week <laughs> you know what I mean um, I've been still cooking quite a lot. I met Irina for margaritas outside the homestead. They have some tables and chairs set up there. It was pretty nice. It was great to see her. And then after that, I went home and I realized I had some pierogies in my freezer and so I sauteed those in butter with a sliced red bell pepper and then I cut up some pastrami and I put a little rosemary in there and uh, that was a really yummy meal that was very yummy and then I topped it with a little sour cream it was good super good so yeah still cooking quite a lot and everything's just changing right now it's I'm trying to find joy but I also want to hold space for for joy to just happen and not force it and you know we have to be there for ourselves and we also have to be there be there for others too and Learn also to forgive yourself, too. Because when you don't forgive yourself, you're not able to to really take action to heal the pain. Whether it's pain that you've caused or pain that you've allowed into your life because you don't forgive yourself. got to ask yourself this question how much pain how much pain do you actually want in your life if you truly want to heal the pain in your life you must forgive yourself I hope that you guys have a great week and please let me know if you learned of anything inspiring enlightening of a cool 
you know, gathering of people. Let me know, um, especially gatherings that uplift and support black joy and black lives. Black lives matter. Okay, you guys have a wonderful week. Take care. Bye-bye.